The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, former U.S. President Donald Trump met a friendly audience in New Hampshire for a CNN town hall event one day after being found liable for sexual abuse. This is just some of what he had to say. People in this audience and maybe a couple that don't, but most people uh, understand what happened. That was a rigged election and it's a shame that we had to go through it. Can you publicly acknowledge that you did lose the 2020 election? Let me just go on. If you look at True the Vote, they found millions of votes on camera, on government cameras, where uh, they were stuffing ballot boxes. So I consider the other side to be radical because the other side under Roe v. Wade and other things, the other side, they're radical because they will Remember the debate with Hillary Clinton? I said, rip the baby out of the womb at the end of the ninth month. They will kill the baby in the ninth month. Do you want Ukraine to win this war? Uh, I don't think in terms of winning and losing. I think in terms of getting it settled so we stop killing all these people. What kind of a woman meets somebody and brings them up and within minutes you're playing hanky-panky in a dressing room, okay? (laughs) What an appalling creature. Uh, That's Donald Trump, former president of the United States of America, facing a largely friendly audience in New Hampshire at the invitation of CNN, uh, touching there on the subjects of Ukraine, the election, his libel case, the January 6th riots and all the rest of it. Well, I'm joined on the line by managing editor of WSHU Public Radio, Terry Sheridan. Terry, good morning. Hey, good morning to you, Pat. Now, this is an extraordinary event uh, and CNN have faced criticism for even hosting it. Absolutely. They were facing criticism before it. They were facing criticism on Twitter during it. And they've been facing criticism after it because basically, even though Caitlin Collins tried to fact check in real time, they basically turned 70 minutes of broadcast airtime over to the former president. Yeah. So a clever move by him because he has repeatedly over the years of his presidency accused uh, CNN effectively of being his media enemy. Uh, He embraced them and uh, got 70 minutes of free airtime. Yeah, he had not been on CNN either in an interview or in anything like this town hall since he first ran in 2016. He had been attacking them throughout his presidency and afterwards he had a relationship or he had a stormy relationship, let me be clear, with Caitlin Collins when she was White House correspondent and in fact at several incidents she was banned from either attending or from asking questions because he didn't like the tone of her questions. Now, how did she do? She had an impossible job, and she did it as best as she could. She was trying to fact-check him in real time. She challenged him at several points. That's not true. That's This is the, the, the real facts. At one point, it did get testy when they were talking about the documents in uh, Mar-a-Lago. Uh, Trump called her a nasty woman. And again, you know, people are saying, yes, she could have done better, but she had an impossible job as one reporter trying to fact-check Donald Trump. Trump in real time. Now, a, a number of uh, media outlets have fact-checked uh, him subsequently. Um, the Guardian, for example, in uh, the UK has uh, done so. He claimed that millions of votes were stolen in the 2020 race and the election was rigged. There's no evidence of that. And even Barr, no. his own guy, his own attorney general at the time, said absolutely not. Absolutely. There was no evidence of of that. Um, Again, he presented it in several ways. First, he said, well, I won because I got 12 million more votes than I did in 2016, which is true. However, 
Joe Biden got more votes than that. You know, they were talking about different theories or he was talking about different theories that have been shot down about whether ballot boxes were stuffed or ballots were taken out illegally or placed illegally or turned somehow illegally. Uh, He was talking about uh, the Georgia phone call, which he told the secretary of state to find him a certain amount of votes. He denied he said that. He said said that I didn't ask him to find anything. But it, Correct. But he did. That's what he said. <laughs> and it's on tape. There is a recording of that. So, so, I mean, how are people codded by this snake oil salesman that was president of the United States? Well, again, as you saw, which the audience that was put in there were Republicans or Republican leading independents. They cheered him. If you look at uh, what you would call Trump Twitter, even though he's not on, his followers are, they say that he destroyed, he won. But on the one hand, he didn't present anything new than he did in 2020. You know, it's like, this is what I'm going to do. He's, he's still running on the fact that he, the election was stolen. He's still running on the fact that January 6th was a great day. He called the police officer who shot and killed Ashley Babbitt, who was trying to break into the an, an inner office in the Capitol that day. A hero. Well, he called her a hero and him a thug. Um, it, Waking up this morning in America, it's it it reinforces what people already viewed or the views that they had of Donald Trump. Did it change the the meter? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe as as far as independence go, true independence. Um, you know, the the thinking is if you didn't like Trump in the first place, what you saw last yeah. night was not going to change your mind. Yeah, um, and Mick Mulvaney was on uh, this channel yesterday, I think. He was saying, you know, he's not going to win or lose any of the undecided. People who don't like Trump don't like Trump. And uh, hearing that he was convicted of sexual assault, uh, found liable for sexual assault, is not going to woo them towards him. So maybe he's at his core. Um, He'll keep those and uh, maybe not win any more. That would make him a loser in the general election in 2024. But Republicans may find themselves stuck with him after this. Well, he again, if you were if you're preaching to the choir, he did a very good job of it last night. And again, he he took on towards the end. Ron DeSantis would just stay, you know, offhanded comment that, you know, maybe he should. Uh, and I'm paraphrasing here. Maybe he should think about, you know, his future and what he wants to do. But. I guess the question is, given his performance in the Republican sphere of things in uh, going forward, if his performance last night solidified that, what can Ron DeSantis do to break that grip? One of the interesting things was former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie uh, condemned him for his remarks about Ukraine and Putin and actually tagged it Putin's puppet. Chris Christie may or may not get into the race, but being criticized to that level uh, is something new inside the Republican Party since the election of 2020. Yeah. We uh, all, those of us who covered it at the time, all remember the shameful episode in Helsinki when he had the joint press conference with uh, Putin, and he was he was Putin's poodle in that press conference. It was a shameful episode for the United States of America that its president should be uh, should behave in in this particular way. But he, he did all sorts of uh, other things. He claimed that. Other countries were sending people to America as illegal immigrants from their mental institutions. Where did that come from? 
That I have no idea. I mean, again, you have these these memes, these rumors that circulate on Twitter, um, and there's usually just a little bit of grain of truth, either currently or historically. I mean, if you remember going back to the 1980s, that's exactly what Fidel Castro did uh, in in the Cuban boat lift. Um, so it's in people's minds now. What's happening now? No, that's there's no evidence that this is currently what is happening. Now, uh, finally, I suppose we should refer to that uh, case, the E. Jean Carroll case, and I uh, mean his reaction to it. Of course, who is this woman, etc., uh, etc. Et and I, I listened to some of the exchanges between himself and Caitlin Collins about his allegation that she could uh, grab a woman by her private parts, etc. And he kind of defended it. Fortunately or unfortunately, he said it's the truth. If you're rich and famous, if you're a celeb, you can do things. And he said it's been going on for millions of years, which is what he said in the deposition, which is probably why he lost the case. The The big thing is, you know, he... he he was the, the majority of the verdict or not the verdict or the ruling was for defamation. That's where three million of the five million came from. I mean, E. Jean Carroll could go back to court tomorrow and say, look, it, he has still he is still defaming me. Um, so he could have opened himself up to 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 new polit- um, uh, legal trouble there. The interesting thing I thought was that the crowd, again, they were handpicked Republicans and Republican leading independence they all cheered and laughed when he was talking about it they cheered and laughed when he was talking about it uh, I, what a state uh, america is in under uh, this man's stewardship of the republican party and finally we we talked the other day uh, terry about george santos the republican congressman and he's now been properly charged and has uh, he pled not guilty Absolutely. I mean, again, we were thinking when we were talking yesterday morning that maybe one or two charges, but there's 13 charges against him and they're serious charges, not just like you mishandled campaign finance, but that you illegally raised it, you illegally reported it, you illegally spent it, and basically you gave it to yourself. Um, in some sort of get-rich-quick scheme. Santos has pleaded not guilty. He says he's not resigning. He says he is still running uh, for office. He's using that this is a witch hunt. I'm going to prove my innocence, and I'm going forward. But we'll see. I mean, again, he has no friends in the local Republican Party. He has obviously no friends in the Democratic Party. Um I'm actually a constituent of his, and it's it, it, there's really no support in the community for him. Terry Sheridan, Managing Editor of WSHU Public Radio. Terry, thank you very much uh, for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.